Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of autism spectrum disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Hello, everyone. This is Kathy coming to our Aspie Land listeners with the announcement. John went home to be with his Lord and Savior, Jesus, in May due to the pancreatic cancer. The end came rather quickly, but his passing was peaceful at home with our daughter Stephanie and myself by his side. John absolutely loved doing this podcast. He loved all of you, our listening community, and he really held a special place in his heart for each and every one of you. We both appreciated your questions and comments. He was so passionate and grateful to be of some help in the world of Asperger syndrome, autism spectrum disorder. We were both honored by the time you all have given in listening to the podcast and reaching out. Now, John was the technical person and managed all the recording and editing and uploading of the podcast. I didn't, and still don't, know how this process works, and I do apologize for not letting you know sooner, but how to wrap things up has been extremely difficult and painful for me, as well as technologically (laughs) impossible. However, um, our church's minister, Michael Donnell, and John's good friend, who, by the way, with Michael and his wife, Carrie, as well as their son, Dylan, were featured in season one, episodes seven, eight, and nine, has graciously offered to upload my message as well as John's memorial service as the final Aspie Land podcast. If you wish to listen, it'll give you a little peek into John's life and heart and faith. Thank you so much, Michael, for doing this. morning everyone thank you for joining us for this uh, service of memorial and celebration uh, for John Knobloch Uh, as we begin uh, please pray with me father of all comfort and peace we ask that you fill this sacred moment with the majesty of your presence through your spirit as our great comforter Fill the aching void in our hearts with your comforting presence and grant peace through the assurance of your love and care. We thank you so much for the life of John Knobloch. May we find you here with us today, tomorrow, and in the days to come as we remember, as we mourn, and at the same time, as we celebrate and as we rejoice in the memories and rejoice in the overwhelming truth 
of Jesus' resurrection and the hope and the assurance that we have in him. In Jesus' name, amen. As we begin the service, I'll begin by reading the obituary. John F. Knobloch, age 66, went home to be with the Lord and his family on May 5th, 2023, after a short but courageous battle with cancer. His wife and daughter were by his side when he, gent- when he went gently into the arms of Jesus. John was born in Cleveland and was the youngest of seven children. John grew up in Lakewood and graduated from Lakewood High School in 1975. John attended and graduated from the Ohio School of Broadcasting Techniques in 1989. He worked 10 years at WHBC in Canton, where I guess he got the name, a.k.a. John Allen, where he hosted the night show with Oldies Trivia. He loved production work, and he won several awards. In 2011, John received his associate's degree in computer information systems from the University of Akron. John retired from the University of Akron as their chief engineer for the school's radio station, WZIP. John was passionate in all he did. He loved his family, and he loved being William's Grampies. He loved Jesus, and he served his church family in a variety of ways. But he really wanted people to be able to experience God in worship and teaching by overseeing the church's audiovisual department for over 25 years. It was said by all who knew him, he was funny and fun. After John was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder in 2020, he channeled his gift of helping others and production into the Aspie Land podcast. Preceded in death by his parents, William and Polly Knobloch, and his siblings, Kurt Knobloch and Judith Knobloch, and his father-in-law, Thomas Yoakum. John is survived by his wife of 43 years, the former Kathleen Yoakum, whom he married on April 12, 1980. Their daughter Stephanie and her husband Douglas Phillips, his grandson William Phillips, his siblings Cheryl and her husband John Eldred, Gay Johnson, Michael and Michael's wife Michelle Knobloch, and Peter and Martha Knobloch. His mother-in-law, Maybell Yoakum, his wife's sister, Karen Griffiths and family friend, Roger Frischman. John also leaves behind several nieces, nephews, very dear friends, and a very loving church community whose love, prayers, and assistance carried us through this journey. The family would like to thank Dr. Bradley Clifford, oncologists, and his staff for all their care. The family would also like to thank the amazing team at Summa Hospice, nurses Gina and Misty, Chaplain Terry, and many others who helped John and the family through these last days. 
At this time, I want to invite our praise team to come up, and we're going to sing I Come to the Garden. We encourage everybody uh, to sing along as well. Let's stand together. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God discloses Walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I stay in the garden with him, though the night around me be but he bids me go through the voice of woe. His voice to me is calling. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. You all may be seated. Miss Kathy? Everybody but Miss Kathy. Did you know John's story? I, first of all, I just want to thank everyone for being here. This means so much. And thank you for all of those who are watching live stream. For taking the time today to remember and honor our John. And our family really appreciate it. I want to share with you the John whose life we got to be a part of. I was so blessed to be his wife. Stephanie was blessed to have him as daddy. He was Grampy's to our William and our favorite father-in-law to our favorite son-in-law, Doug. 
Did you know John's dad passed away when John was 27 months old? And did you know six months later, John had one of the first open heart surgeries performed on children by Dr. K at St. Vincent Charity in Cleveland? It was a very hard year for his mom. When John's dad died, she was encouraged to get two cemetery plots as John's survival chances were slim, but he survived. Did you know that when John was a child, their astute family doctor told his mom that John had, quote, autistic tendencies, unquote. However, testing and accommodations did not exist in the 1960s. Did you know that John came from a music-loving family? He taught himself how to play the guitar. He was a very good singer also. Did you know that John built himself a makeshift radio station in his basement as a middle schooler so he could practice being on the radio, a dream of his that did come true? Did you know as a teen, John had really long curly hair? I mean, down the back in a ponytail. <laughs> did you know that John was a student volunteer for the audiovisual department at our high school? I know that's a shock. Did you know that John proposed to me one week after our first date? <laughs> I did say yes right away, not endorsed, just for reporting it. So it worked out for us. Did you know when we were approached by friends from church that there was a single mom wanting to place her baby up for adoption? We at that time were on other adoption waiting lists. John and I had wanted to be parents so bad and he got on it, making all the arrangements and working an extra job so we would be able to adopt our Stephanie. He called her a jewel in his life. Did you know you would have wanted John on your team if you were ever playing 50s and 60s music trivia game or Beatles trivia game? When talking to John, you might not know what voice would answer you. <laughs> Be it Yoda, Mickey Mouse, John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, Kermit the Frog, or any number of impersonations he was known for. I'm not giving out the number, but if you happen to call our landline, someone interesting answers our phone. <laughs> Did you know that John worked for Austin Bioinnovation after graduating from the University of Akron? And this was before working for the University of Akron. He helped build their audiovisual for their medical professional simulation labs that are used by our area hospitals for training. Did you know that during those years, he enjoyed the privilege of having little William in his care one day a week. It was his great joy to be with William. Did you know that in some years later, when John would come home from work sometimes, there was a lump on our couch under the blankets. I cannot confirm or deny whether the lump was William, <laughs> but the tickle monster would appear and have to tickle the lump out of the couch. Did you know John came from a train family? I think Stephanie told me what, 37 members were from nickel plate. <laughs> so the love of trains was able to be embraced by taking William rides on Thomas the tank engine, the Polar Express, the Christmas train, the steam engine, and other Cuyahoga Valley Railroad train experiences. And did you know that John was not a particular fan of reading, but in the last 20 years, he grew in fondness for audiobooks.
the series we enjoyed together, All Creatures Great and Small, the Jan Karen's Mitford Father Tim series. At Christmas time, we would get the Christmas Carol from the library, read from the original Dickens manuscript by the narrator. And I wondered, did you know that John really, really struggled through the years having autism spectrum disorder that wasn't officially diagnosed until he was 63 years old? That caused him to have sensory issues and he wrestled with feeling out of place and experiencing difficulty in relationships. But he kept trying and trying in all the situations to lean in and who God created him to be because our gifts and talents don't always fit neatly into the world's boxes. And did you know John was a helper? William would say Grampy's is a fixer too. <laughs> Helping others lit the fire inside of him. I bet you knew that John channeled his new understood diagnosis into his Aspie Land podcast to give information, hope, and maybe a little help to others living the same experiences. Did you know what a man of prayer John was? We have prayed together as a couple out loud for years. Every meal he lifted up people on the prayer list. Did you know that when we worked different shifts at one point, John would call me before I went to work every morning to pray for me in my day? And did you know we had our own prayer list and many of you <laughs> have been on our list? Family, church friends, church family, our ministers, elders, their families, ministries, missionaries, people from work. John also had a huge heart for people who had chronic life struggles. He would faithfully lift them up in, every single day in prayer. Did you know that John bravely faced his cancer diagnosis even though it was hard and scary at times and he didn't feel well? Did you know John made a four-hour <laughs> music playlist, chemotherapy days ranging from Beatles to classical to jazz to his favorite worship music? And did you know that John experienced God and his worship tunes that brought him such peace and comfort? Did you know that when our oncologist told John that the therapies weren't working and only making him worse, he courageously made the decision to stop them and to lean into living the time he had left with his family and the many little projects he loved working on? And did you know John loved to go to bed early? 7.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30 was really pushing it. So on Friday, May 5th, 2023, a little after 8 p.m., John gently took his last breath and went to rest in God. Stephanie and I had the privilege of being there with him. His, his prayers to be in his own home, in his own bed with family nearby were all answered. So hard, but we were so grateful to be with him when he passed. And I want to thank you all for the ways that you have been here on this journey with us. Thank you to Steph, Doug, and William for all the time and very physical care you gave them, especially that last week. We thank you for the cards. And if you notice, I saved all of them and Keely put them up hanging on the back wall. We have a box of memories that you can put down for, for our family and for William. If you have a memory of John, we would love you to add that to the box. But the cards hanging in the back represent multiplied thoughts, prayers, food, gift cards, gifts, text, calls, visits, songs, so much support and love. And did you know that it blessed us to be carried in these ways? And John was able to surrender in peace into the arms of Jesus whom he loved. Thank you.
Um, I want to honor everything that Miss Kathy just said by uh, not rushing into what I am going to say. So I'm um, going to have a little bit of space. I'm going to have a little bit of silence. I encourage you uh, to pray for Miss Kathy and for their entire family, but to also thank God for any special memories that you may have had with John. And uh, also, please remember when the service is over to, to go write down those memories uh, on the cards. So before uh, I say another word, uh, let's have silence. Pray with me. God, we pray to you as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God, thank you for everything that Miss Kathy shared with us. Thank you for the life, for the legacy of John Knobloch. Thank you for your love that you poured into his life, that he demonstrated and how he lived as a husband, as a father, as a grandfather. And as a friend, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to share with you some thoughts from memories from some of John's family. This first one is from Sherry and John. In my mind, there was always a sweetness about my brother John, especially evident in his later years. How precious the times we spent sitting at my kitchen table, quietly chatting and sharing our thoughts, and yes, sometimes our deepest feelings. John had his own wisdom honed by years of being misunderstood, ignored, and underestimated. But as I came to know him, he seemed to me to have turned the sometimes turmoil of his existence into a quiet acceptance and his own kind of loving presence. He was compassionate, wanting to share what he found precious, and focused on the projects he took on, practical in his own way. I loved his sense of dry humor, and particularly enjoyed his imitation of David Attenborough. Like all of us, a delightful mix of weird and wonderful. But these last years, my John and I found him most, mostly centered and accepting of himself. He and Kathy made such a contribution to us with their visits, and we always felt more at peace and joyful when they left. We felt so privileged to be able to offer a kind of retreat and space of calm in our lake home. We basked in our mutual giving and getting. And his other half, bless my dear sister-in-law Kathy, who loved John wholeheartedly with an amazing resilience and compassion, sharing his life, guiding, caring, supporting him in every way. My heart overflows with gratitude for her. Both my John and I are so happy to have her in our lives. This is from Pete. 
starts with a passage from Isaiah 57, verses 1 and 2. The righteous perish, and no one takes it to heart. The devout are taken away, and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. I am so grateful I was able to reconnect with my brother John after a lot of years. He had the time, though, to teach me to become my hero, my friend. I am blessed to have been able to tell him in his final days that I love him. I will remember him and the passion he had for God, his family, his church. Thank you, brother, for accepting me as I am for forgiving me and the unconditional love you showed me. You will be missed. This final word I will share is a poem called Easter. I am breaking the shell, color painted so carefully by the broad brush of years. The tiny strokes of seconds, all the yellow sunlit summers and friends' laughter, the green of spring's promise and the smell of early grass, splashes of the heart's beloved red and winter sunsets, the blues and blacks of downturned days and thunderstorms, the pink of untested youth and the purple of violets gray of lessons learned and forgotten, the white of searing pain and perfect stars, crackling this comfortable confinement. I am breaking my shell. Some call it death. With my song of certain resurrection, I am breaking into freedom, breaking into light, breaking into love eternal. Amen. What I'm about to say, I do not say half-heartedly. I do not say it tongue-in-cheek. But for followers of Jesus, death is never goodbye. It is always see you later. Always. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. According to the Lord's Word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 
and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. There's a line in a Mumford and Sons song that reads, In this body we will live, and in this body we will die. Where you invest your love, you invest your life. John Knobloch invested his love as lived out in life with his family, his work, his laughter, his sense of humor, his love for music. As Kathy shared, I've been told that you want John on your team when it came to music trivia. His church family where he served the audiovisual program for over 25 years, where he spent over 24 hours one time running audio wire in this building underneath the seats that you're sitting on into this stage right here. The drama ministry where he and Kathy served in. The radio show here at CITF called The Good Life Hour. Loving Kids got a very, very quick video of, of John um, doing Grinch uh, to, to, to kids uh, in one of our children's church times. So uh, go ahead and press play. You may have to give the, the sound a little bit of love. Every who down in Whoville loved Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Oh, please don't ask why, no one quite knows the reason. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all is because his small heart was two sizes too small. For well, whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, 18 dollars, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown. It's about four minutes of that, which is awesome. He invested his love and his life and his relationship with the Lord Jesus. He invested his love and his life with the Aspie Land podcast, which has helped, I don't know how many, we could go thousands, and I'm, I'm not using hyperbole. Thousands of people he's helped with that podcast. John wanted to serve others. He wanted to help others. Kathy and Stephanie used this phrase to describe John. John had the gift of help. And we could just kind of brush that aside as if that, that's secondary to teaching and preaching and singing and all this other out front stuff, but not according to the word of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. You are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping. The Holy Spirit looks at those who help with the same gusto, with the same type of love and acceptance and out there 
as apostles, prophets, teachers. God sees those who help the same way. John loved the Hobbit series. John also loved the Chosen series. He especially loved the scene of Jesus and Peter on the water. John shared with me that that scene right there spoke to him in ways that that he he had no words for. And he kept on saying, as as Peter was telling Jesus, don't let me go, don't let me go, don't let me go. That's the same thing he was praying to God. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. What I'm about to share with you are words from John about a special moment he had with Jesus during a particularly difficult day. I had just taken medication for a new problem in my cancer journey. I had laid down to rest. Chemo causes lots of physical fatigue. For a few minutes to restore some lost energy. I put on my iPod mini and played two songs that just happened to come up right back to back. I had been feeling weak today, so I just turned it up and listened. Something amazing happened. As I began to listen to fill me up, I mouthed these words as in a prayer. I raised my hands while lying there. It was a natural response. As the song played, I felt this powerful, benevolent, and loving presence that I have never felt before. As the song played, I felt more and more of this astounding peace and power at the same time. It gushed into me like a wave, and I found myself being touched deeper and deeper. There are no words, my friend. I could not, it could not be defined, and neither did I want it to. I was carried, lifted, filled to overflowing with a touch I have never felt. As the second song played, I kept my hands up, but by now they were raised as high as I could go. I didn't care how I looked. I was swimming in a sea that I could not identify. I was smiling and mouthing the words, praising God with all that was in me. And as the song came to an end, I lifted off the headphones and realized, while still feeling the presence, that I was crying. God came. He actually came. He visited me, holding me, raising my soul to a level it had never been. I am crying now as I write this. Never be afraid of the presence of God. He can take you from your lowest grade to a place with Him that represents only the tiniest part of His being. I felt that I have touched just the smallest part of the power and majesty of who is becoming my most dearest and most powerful Redeemer. 
we're going to listen to those two songs that John experienced this overwhelming presence with. We're going to go back to back. The first one is fill me up. And then the second one will be to him who sits on the throne. And however you need to hear those songs this morning, I pray that you will. Will you fill me up, bread of heaven, fill me, enlighten me, bright and morning star, build me up, master builder, build me, empower me, mighty great Throw me out on the raging sea Swallow me up where my soul should be Roll me round in the depths of hell Sin and guilt like a prison cell And when I preach it can take no more You pull me up safely to the And when I've lost all my will to stand You lift me up with your mighty hand And you Fill me up Bread of heaven Fill me and light to me Master Builder, build me, empower me, mighty great I am. fill me up, Batum fill me up, Batum throw me down to the lion's day. Surround me round wicked evil men. They watch expecting my heart to faint. Listening will I deny my pain. And when I preach, did you give me more? You pour me up from the lion's roar. And when I've lost all my will to stand, you lift me up with your mighty Master, use me. 
Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, never spoil, and never fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, Greatly rejoice, though now for a little while may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is. Though you have not seen him, love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible, glorious joy. 
you are receiving the end result of your faith. Salvation of your souls. In this body we will live, and in this body we will die. For you invest your love, you invest your life. John Knobloch invested his life in loving Jesus, loving his family, loving Jesus' church, and loving all. Now one more video that we're going to watch. Uh, John and Kathy became um, friends and fans of Patrick Mead. And while, while, while John was going through a, a difficult time during his chemo treatments, Patrick uh, sent John a video of, of Patrick playing Wearfaring where where Stranger. So we're going to watch that together now. Hey, John, so sorry for what you're going through and what your family's going through. But you know we love you and we know God's got you. <clears throat> Been out all day. So I, I look a little shabby, but I hope that's okay. Traveling through this world of war. 
This is the, the conclusion of the memorial service. I'm going to pray us out. Uh, we encourage everybody to stick around and enjoy a meal together. We have a lot of delicious food uh, to be consumed. And uh, also, please make sure you check out the cards that are on the wall. Um, and also, please fill out a memory card uh, for the family. Uh, but let's be dismissed in prayer. Father, first and foremost, praise you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for the assurance and the hope that we have in and through Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for the life of John Knobloch, for the wonderful ways at which you were at work in his life and how you used him to touch others. Thank you. Pray for Kathy and for Stephanie and William, for the entire family. Father, please continue to shower your love and comfort and support upon them. And until we see John again, we pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, I can't thank you all enough, our listeners, for your participation and time. John's legacy would be honored if you continue forward in learning and growing from each other, that conversations were sparked and families and couples could learn and grow from each other, was and is an answer to John's prayers. May God bless you all.